I'm running for my life I'm running cause I wanna see Christ I made up in my mind I'm gonna run on While I still have time I'm gonna I'm gonna run Every day I'm gonna run Every way I'm gonna run Oh, while the blood is running warm When these eyes of mine are closed And the blood in my veins gets cold When I step out, step out of life's back door I won't be able, church, to run no more I'm gonna run I'm gonna run Every day I'm gonna run I'm gonna run Oh, while the blood is running warm When I hear those church bells toll I stop and wonder, Lord, how long When I see those hearse wheels rolling too I stop and tell myself, boy, it could have been you I'm gonna Mountains get high, I'm gonna run Valleys get low, I'm gonna run Steps getting slow, I'm gonna run Bills I do, I'm gonna run Friends get few, I'm gonna run Boy, I am gonna run, run, run I'm gonna run, run, run I've gotta I'm gonna run, I've gotta run, 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 anybody run, 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 I'm gonna run, 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 anybody gonna run, anybody gonna run, I wanna know where you run, run. No matter the problem, run, run, gotta run, run, run. I'm gonna run, 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 gotta run, run, run. I won't stop running, I can't stop running, I'm gonna keep 
run, run, run. I'm gonna run, run, run. I've gotta run, run. Whoa, while the blood is running warm in my veins. stand all over the building if you will I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me in prayer God we thank you for this time that we have together we thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit all over this room right now we thank you for how you are blessing in this house. We thank you for the favor that you show these wonderful people. Fathers, we come together today, Lord, to celebrate the ministry and the life of this pastor. We pray, God, that you would forever draw pastor and people together. Lord, the work can only be done when we work together. And so in the name of Jesus, God, we speak unity. We speak togetherness. We speak that the enemy is bound that will try to come against us. God, we thank you right now that we have victory. And we thank you that we are more than conquerors through Christ that gives us strength. And so right now, God, we ask that you would just have your way in the preaching of this word today. Allow the word of God, Lord, to marinate in our hearts and, and bond our spirits with your spirit. Have your way today. And God, as you do it, we're going to praise you for it. We're going to bless you for it. We're going to thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Right now, whatever might hinder us, God, move it out of the way. And have your way here. God, as you do it, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. God's people said amen. 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 Won't you put your hands together. Give the Lord great big hand clap of praise. Because he is worthy to be praised today. And he is worthy to be honored. And the more you praise him, the more he moves in your behalf. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout glory. Hallelujah. May be seated in his presence. We, we, we are honored today. Uh, to be here. We thank the Lord for this opportunity to come to this great uh, branch of Zion, the Roanoke uh, Salem Baptist Church, which has uh, impacted uh, not only this community, but this state and this uh, country and internationally through your giving to foreign missions and through uh, the work that you have done down through the years. We are grateful to be here uh, to share this anniversary celebration with your pastor, who indeed is my uh, very good friend, uh, certainly my childhood friend, elementary school, uh, middle school, high school, all the way through. And um, there's a lot that could be said that I've been told not to say. So I, because he wants to stay here. 
So I won't uh, do that. I, the only thing I will say, we both loved uh, wrestling, and we, we put countless wrestling holes on anybody that came into our contact when we were in elementary school and middle school. That's as far as I'll, I'll go with the wrestling part. But uh, we're glad to be here, Edwin, and I thank you for this invitation. I thank um, your father for being my pastor and for uh, preaching my initial sermon. My first sermon was preached at Faith Presbyterian Church in Aberdeen, North Carolina, under your father. And I thank God that he saw something in me at the age of 12 years old to let me do that. And, um, and I will forever appreciate him for that. To your lovely wife, Miss Julia, God bless you. And to your family, all of your family members, we are grateful to have this opportunity. This wonderful worship leader who has led us in worship today, we thank God for, thank God for her today in this wonderful choir. I've enjoyed you all. Uh, Y'all have done a great job, amen, here today. I am somewhat, <clears throat> today, uh, this is somewhat emotional for me uh, to preach here today uh, for, for a couple of reasons. Of course, you know, celebrating with my friend uh, Edwin, who uh, we've been friends for, seems like forever. But I was also very close friends with your former pastor the Reverend Dr. Robert Sessoms. And um, <clears throat> Reverend Sessoms invited me to come here and preach, I know, at least eight times during the time that he pastored this church. And every time I was unable to come, and, and now that I'm finally here, you, you can imagine how I feel not being able to have made it during the time that he served as your pastor. He indeed was a great man of God. And... Uh, and the work that he did is evident everywhere. And he loved your pastor just like his own son. Uh, Edwin was Dr. Sessom's son. And, uh, I, and I want you all to always, I know you do, but always remember that. Uh, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, every time whoever we deal with in life, that's somebody's son or somebody's daughter. And uh, we all always need to keep that in mind. There's a visiting pastor here as well. God bless you. And we're delighted uh, to be in your presence and to all the preachers of the gospel. I want you to turn with me uh, in your Bible to the book of Genesis. And we're going to look at Genesis chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Also, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 5. I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of these texts today, and after that, you don't have to stand anymore unless you want to. Genesis chapter 5, if you'll stand for the reading of this text, verses 22 and 23, <clears throat> and this is what you will find uh, written. It says, Enoch walked with God 300 years. Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. You'll find those words in both of those two verses, Genesis 5, 22 and 23. If you drop or go over to Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 5. And this is what it says there, referring to the same subject, Enoch. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death 
and was not found because God had taken him. Amen. Let me read that again. By faith, By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. Amen. For before he had taken him, he had this testimony that pleased God. Amen. And I want to preach with your prayers with the help of the Holy Spirit. Can a man please God? Amen. Can a man Amen. please God? Amen. In the work of pastoral ministry, it is one of the most beautiful, one of the most rewarding works that there is to be able to impart spiritual life, spiritual guidance, spiritual direction in the life of God's people. It is a tremendous blessing to be able week after week and sometime day after day to share in the building of one's character. To be quite honest, uh, in life, that's all we really have is our character. Our character is the reflection of who we are. Amen. Without the proper work and the proper development on the nature of our character, we will find ourselves falling short in this journey that we call life. So to build people to lift people up, that ought to be the goal of all of us. The Bible says, if a person be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual should restore that person. To restore means to put back. To restore means to build. And as we are restoring and as we are building each other, we are making each other into what God has called us to be. I want you to understand that the race that we're in is not given, Jesus said, to the swift. But it is he that endures unto the end. It says the same shall be saved. What I found, Pastor Edwin, in this journey, that in order for us to endure to the end, we have to uh, have help to get to the end. We can't make this journey on our own. Uh, I know we try, and I know that sometimes when we are in the height of our blessings, we'll get up and say that I did this and I did that. But the truth is we didn't do anything that God didn't allow us to do. We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord and trusting in his holy way. I want you to understand today it is by his grace that we are who we are. And that we are where we are. I need you to understand this morning that uh, what, what it takes to endure in this life, to make it to the end, it is a connection, it is a fellowship with our creator. We have to walk with God in order to make this journey. 
God by our side is what ensures that every step we take that we're never alone. And if God is with us, I heard somebody say, who can be against us? If you've got God on your side, the demons can come, but you're going to make it. If you've got God on your side, devils can come, but you're going to make it. If you've got God on your side, sickness can come. Job said, even though the skin worms destroy my body, yet in my flesh, he said, I shall see God. I want you to know it is communion with God that gets us from point A to point B. It is walking with God that gets us to glory. The only way that you and I can be connected with the God that we serve is through his son. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if we confess with our mouth, believe in our heart <clears throat> that God raised Jesus from the dead, <clears throat> we would be saved. So, Faith is an important and intricate part of our walking with God. If we release our faith, exercise our faith in the resurrection of the Son, Jesus Christ, what that does is it connects us with God. And once we are connected with God, he, the Bible said he'll never leave us or he'll never forsake us. There have been some times we've been out of his presence, but it not, has not been God that left. It was us that walked away. God is always present. And the Bible lets us know he is an ever-present help in a time of trouble. In the text that we have today, we have a text that <clears throat> embodies a character uh, by the name of Enoch. And Enoch, there are not many verses in the Bible that were written about him. However, uh, Enoch has, to his own credit, uh, a very large writing, a book that is called the Book of Enoch. It was not included in the Holy Bible as there are many other books that were not included in the writing of the Bible. But yet in Enoch's book, uh, in and of itself, it, it details his relationship with God and the impact that God had on his life. In the Holy Bible, there are only a few words about him. And those words talk about the simple fact that he walked with God. Uh -huh. Now, to walk with God <clears throat> is important because walking with God means that I am right by God's side or God is right by my side. Uh, I, I, I'm not running in front of God trying to get in front of him, but I am with him. One of the hindrances to uh, spiritual growth in life is a lot of us try to get in front of God. But the text says that Enoch walked with God. And the Bible says he walked with God and he did it for the score of 300 years. Enoch walked with God and finally it says he was not for God took him. Now this taking of Enoch was not by death. But this taking of Enoch was by translation. Enoch was walking with God until one day as they walked, and this is my own mind uh, paraphrasing, they were walking together, conversating with each other, and God looked at Enoch. He was so happy with him. He said, Enoch, we're closer to my house today than we are to your house. So why not just come on over to my house? And the Bible said, all of a sudden, he was not. 
He was translated walking with God. And the next minute he was walking uh, in uh, holy Jerusalem just like John. I want you to understand that we can walk with God down here. And walking with God down here can get us over there. Uh, uh, the Hebrew writing says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found. Now his walk was a faith walk. And he walked by faith. And because of that, <clears throat> he does not see death, was not found by uh, his uh, people that he walked with in the earth. Because it says God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that pleased God. What Enoch shows us this morning is that it is possible for man to walk with God. And I'm not saying just man uh, in the vernacular of manhood, but I'm talking about mankind. I'm talking about humankind. You can be a boy, you can be a girl, you can be a man, you can be a woman, you can be a young man, a young woman. Whatever your age is, when you come to the age of comprehension it is possible for you to please God we have a choice in living and that choice is to walk with God <clears throat> or walk in our own understanding but I did hear King Solomon say lean not to your own understanding uh, uh, don't trust in yourself uh, but 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 trust in the Lord he also told uh, us as parents he said train up a child in the way they should go and when they are old they will not depart what he was really saying was that we need to put the fear and admonition and respect for God in our children so that when they grow up they can have a lifestyle that will please almighty God I, I want to say today that more than anybody, it's important to please God. And not only is it important to please God, it is possible to please God. It is possible <clears throat> for a man who has been born under the curse of Adam's sin to please God. It is possible for a man who lives in an ungodly and corrupt society to please God. One who daily faces the upsurge of idolatry and immorality. One who is confronted with perplexing pressures and problems. One who is constantly surrounded with severe trials, tests, and temptations. It is possible even through all of this for us to please God we don't please God <clears throat> through our own power but we please him through the presence and the infilling and the power of the Holy Ghost what we find often in our churches in this hour we have all kinds of teaching going on a lot of it is contrary to the word of God and then when we are in the word of God many times we will not preach the whole counsel of God in order for a man to be pleasing in the eyesight of God it takes the power of the Holy Spirit the Bible talks about in Genesis when we were created uh, it says let us make man in our own image it was not God in the singular father form that 
created the world. But it was all three parts of God. God is a triune being. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All of them were involved in the creation of humanity. If they were all involved in the creation of humanity, it will take all of them to help us be pleasing in the eyesight of God. Oh, for the first time, you can tap your neighbor and tell them, we can't do this by ourselves. We need the Lord to help us. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us. We need the Word of God to fill us up and help us to live a life that would be pleasing to Almighty God. According to the word of God, the answer is yes, that we can please him. The Bible testifies that Enoch walked with God and that he had this testimony that he pleased God. I want you to understand today to have a testimony is more than jumping up in a service and babbling out a whole bunch of lies and a whole bunch of stuff that you think is going to make somebody shout or make somebody feel good. A testimony is how you live your life. Every day of our life is our testimony. We can come to church, we can jump, we can shout, but how we live, that's our testimony. And I want you to understand something, that your testimony is going forth every day of your life. The way you treat your fellow man, the way you treat your brother, the way you treat folk you don't know, all of that is your testimony. Whatever Enoch's testimony was, it pleased Almighty God. In other words, God was pleased with Enoch's life. You want to please God, then you want to live your life in such a way that it will make God happy. I believe that uh, today that our testimony is of great spiritual significance. Uh, and we need to closely examine the characteristics of our own lives and maybe look at the characteristics of the life of one by the name of Enoch that we might be able to discover uh, various aspects of his life which caused him to be a man that pleased God. First of all, I believe that Enoch, without a shadow of a doubt, was a man who realized who God was. And not only did he realize who God was, but he knew what God was able to do. As a result, he evidently placed his total faith and trust in God, all because he knew who God was and all because he knew what God could do. We are in a world today that is vastly uh, uneducated as it relates to who God is. Vastly uneducated as to what God can do. There are generations that are being born into this earth right now who don't have a clue uh, who God is or who are having children, should I say, and they don't have a clue who God is. Whose fault is it? It all goes back to the body of Christ. It all goes back <clears throat> to the church. Some of us are so busy uh, wanting to have our names called in church. Want somebody to pat our backs. Want somebody to talk about how much money we paid uh, in the rally or paid on Sunday. Worried about credit down here. If you get it down here, I promise you, you won't get it up there. God needs some people that are going to be self-sacrificing so that we can present Jesus to this present age. We have gotten content 
content with uh, where we are in Zion, content with who we are. I remember some years ago when I was called to serve the First Union Baptist Church of Richmond, Virginia, and I went to that church, uh, was offered the, the, the greatest salary I'd ever seen in my whole life, uh, had 525 active members, and everybody told me I could take my ease, including the members there. You've worked hard enough, Pastor. You can Now you're here with us. You can sit down and be at rest. And I thought about it for a moment, and then I thought about what the word of God said. The word of God said, go ye therefore. It said, teach all. It didn't say once you get 500 people, you sit down. But he said, go ye therefore. And through hell, through high water, we worked uh, for seven years and went from 500 to over 1,000 members. And it was not easy because it was in a place where folk were content with what they already had. I want you to know the devil ain't content. He's not content. He, uh, he draws thousands to Colosseum day after day. He draws thousands to his programs, uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands to his venues, uh, but yet the church is happy. If it's got 30 people that are able to raise a budget of $100,000 a year, we think we've done something when we've really done nothing at all. It's all about souls. Uh, we ought to be lifting Jesus up uh, until he speaks uh, from eternity. We ought to be lifting him up uh, until the lost get saved. Uh, we ought to be lifting him up until lives are changed there's no there's no stopping point there's no place where we quit serving God but we serve him the old folk before us said serve him until I die I'm telling you we need to get an until I die religion and serve God anyhow until we die. There came a time in the life of Enoch when he made a definite decision. And that decision was to live for God. He did not come to God with his difficulties and fears. He did not come to God with questions, burdens, and sorrows. But what he did, he came to God with his very life. He put himself in God's hands not just his problems. How often folk today only bring their problems to God. They don't bring themselves, but they will bring their problems. God, I want you to fix this. God, I want you to open that door. God, I need help over here. God, I need you to move over there. God, I want you to heal this. God, I want you to heal that. And all too often, they want God to give them this or give them that but seldom do they ever give themselves to God uh, for him to do with them or with us as he pleases well I came to Jesus uh, 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 as I was uh, weary wounded and sad but I found in him a resting place and I tell you he has made me glad when you come to God as you are and you give yourself to him he will turn your mourning into dancing he will turn your sorrows into joy I want you to know uh, that it's true God does desire for us to cast our cares on him that's scripture but he also wants us to give him our lives and then I believe that in order that he might please God Enoch dedicated number two he dedicated 
dedicated and consecrated himself to God. His life and relationship with God was not casual, but it was a life where he had determined and where he had purposed that he would dedicate himself to God's will and to God's cause. You know, in order for us to please God, it cannot be about us. We cannot be in this to get credit. We cannot be in this for somebody to call our name. We cannot be in this for our star to shine bright. Jesus is the greatest star of all and we ought to be lifting him up. We ought to be doing all we can to magnify him and we cannot do it unless we cons consecrate and dedicate our lives to the son of God. We do it when we make up in our minds that God, you're going to be first. Now, Enoch was <clears throat> the grandfather uh, of uh, a patriarch by the name of Noah. And we read that in Noah's generation that it was a horrible time. In Genesis 6, 5, it said the Lord <coughs> saw that the wickedness of man in which went on during that hour the Lord saw this wickedness and it was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of man's heart was only evil continually but I want to say that I believe that in the time of Enoch that much of the same uh, thing existed in the world but in spite of the wickedness in spite of the vulgarity in spite of immorality, in spite of heartaches and sorrows, uh, Enoch chose uh, to dedicate himself to God. The many opportunities uh, that Enoch had to sin, he lived uh, a life that was pleasing to God. And in spite of the fact uh, that Enoch had no pastor to encourage him, he had no spirit-filled church to attend, no Bible that he could read. He had none of the promises of God at this time. But Enoch had a dedication and a determination that I'll serve God anyhow. I'll need you to know today that Enoch had nobody to accompany him except God himself. And yet he found that the presence of God was enough. And if he could please God, then you and I, we can surely please God as well. We live in a similar time as the time of Noah. We see much of what Noah saw. We experience much of what he experienced. We face much of what he faced. And we feel much of what he felt. And every day we deal with much of what uh, the Bible patriarchs of old had to deal with. Didn't the Apostle Paul tell Timothy? But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boasters proud unloving unforgiving giving disobedient parents slanderers without self-control despisers of everything that is good headstrong and having a form of godliness but denying the power that 
thereof. Now there are a lot of us this morning that we are in God's church. But we don't believe that God has the power to carry us through. We don't believe that he has the power to raise us up when we fall. But I came back here to tell you that the God I serve, that he's more than able to carry us through. Well, is there anybody here that know God will see you through? Is there anybody that knows that he will give you power, power to serve him? Is there anybody here that know the Lord will make a way somehow? When you're backed up against the wall, God will make a way. All you got to do is make a determination that I will, I will walk with God. I made up my mind. I want to make God happy. I made up my mind. I want to hear him say, well done. I made up my mind that when this life is over, that I want to go to heaven to see my Jesus. I want to meet the one that died for me. I want to meet the one that gave his life. Oh, I want to see the look on his face. I want to hear him say, well done. Is there anybody here this morning that is glad that you're walking with God? You've been talked about, but you're walking with God. You had a hard time, but you're walking with God. You've been laughed at, but you're walking with God. Well, keep on, keep on, keep on, keeping on, and march on until the victory is won. I need you to know that the God I serve, he will give you power to keep on. He will give you strength for the journey. You got to keep burning the fire. Keep fire burning. Keep prayer wheel turning. You got to call on the Lord and God will show up. He'll show up in the storm. He'll show up in the rain. He'll show up in the fire. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? I know he will. Come here, Shadrach. Won't he do it? I said that I heard the king say I put three of them in the fire. But I see another one. And the fourth one, his feet are like polished brass. His hair is like lamb's wool. And the fourth one looks like the son of the Lord. God, God will give you everything that you need to keep on lifting him up. You're tired, but lift him up. You're weary, but lift him up. Lift him up until he speaks 
from eternity. He'll give you power to step over your problem. He'll give you power to step over your situation. Power, 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 power over sickness. Power over weakness. Power over discouragement. Power to keep on marching. March on, march on, march on. Edward, march on to victory is won. And even when you die, you lay down. After a while, Jesus will come and the dead will get up on that grave. Getting up morning, fairly well, fairly well. Get up, get up. Yeah, if you walk with the Lord, even when you die, it's not the end to be absent from the body. Means to be present with the Lord. One day, one day, your father gonna get up. My mother, my father gonna get up. One day, Robert Sessoms is gonna get up and walk and walk because they walk with God down here. I need you. If you don't know him, put your hand in the winding chain. God will hold on to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can please God. You can please him. Everybody standing. You can please him. We don't have to let the devil use us. The most damage that happens in the Lord's church is not from unsaved people. It's just from saved people who are, who are living and walking in carnality and don't know right from wrong. And can't nobody tell them nothing. Somebody can tell you something. The Bible said a little child will lead them. So you're going to have to open up your spiritual ears. And be willing to be corrected. So you can walk with God. You cannot walk with God. And you can't get along with nobody down here. Quit lying to yourself. You hate everybody and everybody just about hates you. And all we got to do to get in line with God is repent and say I'm sorry. I've been a pastor for 40 years and been preaching 47 years. I'm not perfect. I still make mistakes. But I don't have a problem. 
I got all my degrees too. I'm not ignorant. I got everything. Masters, all that stuff. But that don't make you immortal when it comes to imperfections. I don't care who you are. You can be a king sitting on the throne. You can make a mistake. And all you need to do is say, God, I'm sorry. And the Bible said he's faithful and just to forgive you. And if God will forgive us, why can't we forgive each other? The Bible said if we can't forgive each other, he's not going to forgive us. Get right with God. Do it now. Right down at the cross. Jesus will show you how. Where he shed his blood. Right down at the cross. Doors of the church are open. You've heard the gospel preached.